Hello friend, I am Maria and welcome to the Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. This show is about spirituality, consciousness, and the inner workings of the universe at large. My partner Sergey uses hypnosis to bring me into a deep theta state where I get a chance to connect with my higher self. He then interviews me to uncover a wealth of knowledge about higher realms, celestial beings, and various energetic practices. Enjoy! Today, I would like to talk to you about heart chakra. Could you please tell me uh, what role does the heart chakra play in people's lives? Sure. Um, The heart chakra, if you take um, the concept of a seven chakra system, is quite literally the middle of, um, like the middle point. So it could be thought of as the bridge that unites the lower chakras and the higher chakras, the lower dimensional and the higher dimensional chakras. So from that regard, it symbolizes the movement from self to other in the evolution of a human. Mm -hmm. So prior to the green chakra, or in people who don't have that chakra activated. Very often, you know, if if the heart chakra is not activated, um, the upper echelon chakras are not fully activated either, right? So it's a lower chakra um, human, right? So they have the root activated, the sacral, and the solar plexus. Mm -hmm. Those people are generally focused on self. Um, And, you know, their, their life resembles that of survival um in 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 many in many ways it's it's that of a fight it's that of like me versus them mentality you know it's that feeling of feeling completely separate from Mm -hmm. your surroundings as well as the other members of the human species as well as potentially it could resemble the separation from your ancestors ancestors and ancestral lineage um, as well as your children, right? So that complete feeling of being on your own, right? Yeah. Um, for people who have a very developed heart chakra, they actually don't experience loneliness quite as often uh, because they definitely feel a lot more connected to everything in, in the universe. Um, the heart chakra is potentially you can think of it as the place where your feelings live you know inside of your body in the heart it is also a spot that um, like think of it as connective tissue in between humans as well as the planet Hmm. um, and other planets so every organism in in the universe some level of its evolution is going to develop something that could be thought of as a heart chakra from a microorganism, uh, which is a very simplistic way, um, you know, in the, you know, of being, and they would develop a very simplistic heart chakra to a planet, you know, your planet would have a heart chakra to your galaxy, your galaxy would have a heart chakra to, um, 
the system of a you know galactic webs or the universe as you would call it that would have a heart chakra so all the things in the universe are connected through that one middle spot through that one bridge right mm -hmm. so your heart chakra connects you to other members of your species as well as other species in nature as well as your planet and the intergalactic web mm -hmm. so think of it as their connection point yeah and how does it connect uh is it some kind of cord uh or yeah how does so it look it's a globule of green light and the connection between and, and basically it has like multiple cords right um that are all also color green and they might be green of different intensity or different shade and you know different cords connect you to the members of your family mm -hmm. through your heart chakra um they connect you to your planet right so it's a, it's a heart to heart connection mm -hmm. that is an expression that is very familiar to you mm -hmm. right so the heart to heart connection is the connection that is a win win connection that's one way of thinking about it it's yeah. not a one dimensional relationship it's the i can have you know what i want and you can have what you want it's not a zero sum game mm -hmm. right and that is the beginning of unity so it is also your feeling center like i said and that means that in the same way that there is a connect um collective consciousness right and that is more so <sighs> collective consciousness is kind of like all the mental bodies of humanity or a particular species coming together you know hmm. and so there is like a like a well of connective or connected feelings um, you can almost think of it as all the hard chakras of a particular species or a particular um, you know inhabitants of a particular planet joining together and what does that collective energy heart energy feeling energy look like so it, it's it's another dimension of existence um, in 3d and it is also a key to unlocking the evolution of the human species right there is no there's literally no other way towards the higher dimensions and higher chakras outside of through the uh, anahata through the green hmm. right there is no other bridge there's only one bridge there is no other key there is only one key so you can never get to your higher dimensional chakras to the third eye or um activating your crown unless you're willing to go through the heart and that journey could take thousands upon thousands of years and it's interesting because the heart chakra is also the one that is connected to the most pain um interestingly enough hmm, whereas the lower chakras are actually mostly connected to fear as a lower vibrational energy mm -hmm. um your heart center is mostly connected to pain so the way you build up the resilience of your green chakra is through building up pain um so one way that you help the green evolve is by building meaningful connections and relationships with other people um and as a byproduct of that experiencing a lot of pain and through the pain is how you grow that chakra hmm. you know it's like loving someone despite you know the circumstances and you know what they might have done to you or not have done to you right so i guess 
the flip side of having a really, really strong chakra, or rather the precursor to having it, is having experienced a lot of pain and maintaining the strength of that chakra through that pain. Because a byproduct of experiencing pain is actually like the pain of the heart. The most natural response of an under-evolved green center is to build up barricades or to close down completely, right? And it takes a lot of strength and resilience in the heart center to keep that open despite the pain and despite betrayal um, and despite all of these things that inevitably come through relationships. You know, feeling of being misunderstood. Um, another form of pain that is quite common for the green chakra is the pain of loss, like losing a loved one. Um, generally comes with death, right? That feeling of separation from someone because again, like if you think of the, the green center, right? That that's your center of connectedness. That is the one center that enables you to feel connected to your family members, to your loved ones, to your children, to your parents, right? Huh. So the illusion of death brings about the illusion of being disconnected and that brings about a lot of pain. Right? Mm. Got it. So this feeling of loneliness is connected to kind of closed uh, heart chakra. Yes. So basically the feeling of loneliness is like if you're feeling lonely, that means that you're on the journey to growing your, your, your anahata to fully like opening it up and letting it flourish. People who have that center completely closed down um, or like who've never experienced what it means to have a heart are unable to experience loneliness. Mm. They can experience boredom, you know, and a few other things, but not loneliness. Um, so loneliness is like a void. And we can talk about that actually today because I think that this is a beautiful, beautiful precursor to what I... I really wanted to tell you today, mm -hmm. but that sense of void, right, is, is kind of like it creates this magnetic force um, that eventually would fill up the, the well of the green chakra, hmm. right? So you experience loneliness because what was activated in you is a memory of connection, right? Hmm. Uh, is a memory of what happens when you are together, what happens when you are unified and there is that longing and then there is that you know like thirst for feeling connected that is ultimately what loneliness is hmm. but again it's only present in the people that have already stepped onto the path of you know kind of stepped on that bridge that made yeah. that first step onto that bridge they're not fully there yet mm -hmm. You know, they haven't crossed the bridge. Mm -hmm. You know, people who operate in the higher chakras feel very connected to everything in the universe. They never really truly feel lonely. And the fact that on this planet, feeling lonely is one of the most common grievances. It's one of the most common negative emotions. It means that humanity has basically just stepped onto the path of exploring Anahata as a species. And this is both a very exciting time, but also a very trying time. Because crossing that bridge in the evolution of human is actually, this is a very, very hard transition to make. 
um, as far as your chakral development, transitioning from yellow to green is the number one most complicated bridge that you can cross hmm. because it truly forces you to evolve and to drop a lot of the outdated beliefs, a lot of the limiting thoughts. That is truly a first step towards unity. And that's why it actually takes the longest for a lot of people. Once you've already mastered the green, all of the other chakras are a lot faster. Hmm. You know, because the green also is the, the internal fuel. It quite literally fuels all of your other chakras one way or another, right? So if you have a very full green well, developing all the, all the higher chakras, the blue, the purple, all the, the white, is a lot easier. Hmm. That's interesting. Okay, so uh, as I understand, like as I understood, uh, there are multiple kind of main functions, right? So it's this connection. Yes. Right? Uh, feelings, mm -hmm. right, that live inside. Um, this also, this feeling of pain that helps you to develop your heart chakra. Well, the pain is more of a shadow side, but yes. Shadow side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, what about love? Or it's well, just it's, it's the, feeling. the feeling. It's part of the feeling dimension. Yeah. You know, your love, your compassion, your forgiveness, your understanding. Uh, all of that would be the, the feeling dimension. Mm -hmm. Got it. So in this case, maybe like what are the positive and what are the negative or like shadow um, sides of the heart chakra well you named a lot of the positives already yeah right mm -hmm. uh, I mean and I've already mentioned a lot of them so it's that feeling of being connected of um, you know your self-love actually also lives in the heart center not mm -hmm. self-confidence that's the yellow but mm -hmm. self-love and self-acceptance lives in the green the acceptance of that of other you know, the acceptance of your children and your parents and your planet. And patience actually also lives in the green center. Like being patient and compassion lives in the green center, right? Mm -hmm. Patience and compassion are kind of two sides of the same coin, right? Um, it's kind of like the willingness to walk the walk instead of having things your way. The willingness to understand somebody instead of projecting a part of yourself onto it patience is allowing the universe to unfold um in in the way that is in everybody's best interest as opposed to having things your way and that's why patience is very much a green center type energy um you know the connective tissue that family members feel to one each other or one another and then the feeling of connectedness to your ancestors um, which is another form of feeling connected is here. The connection to nature and the true deep understanding of its magic and its secrets mm. is very much the green center. Um, by nature, I also mean celestial, um, celestial entities, so planets and, you know, galaxies and things like that, right? Uh, the way you unlock those is through diving deep into your green center, um, a lot of healing magic lives here, right? But for the healing magic to happen, you need to unlock two, two different core mantras um, 
of, of, of the heart. Um, one is I see you and the, one, the other one is I feel you. Um, I see you, although it, it is an act of vision, right? An act of seeing something actually does not only live in the third eye, although it lives there also. But the beginning of the I see you lives in the heart center. It is when you're seeing, so it's, what, what that means is basically the two hearts are connecting. And when there is that green cord that is established between the two hearts, the two hearts start seeing each other quite literally as if you were looking at something with your, you know, regular eyes, mm -hmm. right? So the, the road to connection is the, the seeing truly and the feeling truly, meaning like you are able to observe other as if they're part of you and almost like walk in their shoes a little bit, right? Like truly understand where they're coming from without a projection, without judgment. Um, that is a true gift of the green. So healers, you know, especially the ones that um, heal with their hands, those types of healers, and um, the ones that heal with herbs, are the ones who have are the ones that have mastered the I see you and I feel you because before you can actually heal someone you really need to connect to them through the heart center right to be able to diagnose something to be able to read it actually starts in the heart you don't even really need to go to the upper chakras mm -hmm. for a lot of healers um, you know a lot of the shamanism shamanic healing would be in this chakra also and it comes through and, and from the understanding of nature and being connected to nature. It's almost like nature is doing the healing and the shaman is just that bridge yet again. So these are kind of like the positives and the gifts of the green. In terms of the shadows, again, I would say they're quite obvious. You know, so everything that is the absence of love and the absence of connection, uh, it is, you know, the inability actually to experience deep emotion um is is here you know all of the people that um are, are are unable to feel or feel something to a deep extent the people who don't have compassion or don't allow themselves the compassion um all of your jealousy you know all of your betrayals all of your comparisons you know me versus the other go here the feeling of being separate and alone goes here. The feeling of being um, forsaken, you know, uh, is here or abandoned. All kinds of abandonment issues live here. So all of these types of lessons you have to go through before you can have a strong green chakra. Yeah. And um, what I'm trying to understand is the difference between like how you see and connect and feel with the heart chakra uh, versus the third eye like because sometimes you let's say you connect to a crystal or a tree like would you use a third eye or a heart and in what case you use what because for me it's a little bit confusing you would use both huh. the answer is you would use both like true connection and true magic it develops from being able to use both heart and third eye 
and communicating to nature. But because the river of your energy flows from the below chakras to the upper chakras, until you fill up the heart, you cannot fill up the third eye. So I would say it starts with the heart. Mm. Um, seeing with a heart is very different compared to seeing with an eye. And I think you're all very familiar with seeing with the eye is a little bit more like observing. Seeing, like just looking at something and meaning, like when you're observing something, you're present to it, but you're not necessarily connected to it. You know, right. like I can be observing pain, but of, of someone, but I can be partial to that pain because I'm just observing it. You cannot observe something with your heart and be indifferent to it. Because when you're seeing with your heart, you're signing up for experiencing the same type of emotion that the person or, you know, an entity is experiencing. So that is quite literally sharing in the same emotion. Hmm. Um, it requires a lot of introspection, the quieting of the mind. It is a very slow kind of activity. It's a little bit like stargazing, hmm. but with your heart. You know, like you really want to take your time uh, and, and like almost like peeling, peeling it off like like the different layers getting to the heart, you know, because for the for the cord, for the heart to heart connection to be established, um, there are layers on each side, you know, protective layers. Mm -hmm. You have protective layers. Another person has protective layers or like. You know, if we're looking at nature, like the tree has protective layers, an animal has protective layers, earth itself has protective layers. Uh, because everybody's been hurt before. That is completely normal. Um, you know, as they are, as everybody, you know, as each individual and each entity, each creature is going through their journey, as long as they're on the path of the heart, they would experience hurt one way or another, right? And establishing that heart connection, you know, you need to get to the core crux of that green chakra. And so that means that on both ends, you have to go through multiple layers. And that does not happen quickly. You know, it's almost like there trust needs to happen. You know, trust needs to be um, in place. Mm -hmm. But also in some ways, the human has to be deserving um, of the other entity opening up to them. Because if you're talking about nature, for instance, nature is very, um, not just insightful, but it's very intuitive. So it can look at a human and know everything about them in, in seconds, right? So for you to truly understand nature, you have to not be a threat to nature, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Does this make sense? Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. And... Um, is there a thing like an anatomy of the heart chakra? Like, because I've heard that there is like a front and the back of the heart chakra. Sometimes the front can be open, the back is closed. And what functions of the back and the front? What are the functions? Yeah, there is an anatomy of the green chakra, just the same. There is an anatomy of all the other chakras. So... You know, there are multiple ways of looking at it. Um, probably the very easy way of looking at it is 
the back symbolizes your past and the front symbolizes your future. Um, when the heart chakra, or any chakra for that matter, is open to both ends, that means that you're in complete harmony, right? Meaning like you have made peace with your past and you have healed your wounds around the chakra from your past, right? So that they're no longer sucking away your energy or holding you back to some type of karmic situation. As well as, you know, the front of the chakra is building your future, hmm. right? So you can almost think of it as, like, if we take the emotion of fear, right? Um, an emotion of fear or pain, rather, let's use pain in, in the context of the green chakra, can be applied to both the past and the future. So, for instance... The person who has both sides closed up is somebody who experienced a lot of pain in the past and they're convinced that because they can uh, experience a lot of pain in the past, their future is going to be just as painful. Then you might have somebody who, you know, who has healed a lot of the past trauma, but is still not able to move forward uh, seamlessly. So that person is going to have the front of their chakra blocked. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes you have the other way around where you're still, you know, holding on to a lot of trauma from the past. But for one way or another, for one reason or another, you're you kind of like compartmentalize that pain in a way that it's left in the past. Now, of course, we know the past and future is a very artificial construct. Right. Right. Truly does not exist. It is just one way to look at the chakra and probably the easiest way for me to explain and the and the most actionable way for you to start understanding it. Because as you're diagnosing your chakras, um, by the way, most people work with um, the front of their chakras and that's completely normal, right? Because most people are concerned about the future more so than about the past. And most people are trying to optimize what's going to happen to me tomorrow and how do I make, you know, how do I get the best possible outcome of this life, et cetera, et cetera, right? So technically speaking, just by healing the front side of the chakras and aligning that, you would still be propelled into the variant of your future that is most beneficial to you. However, if, you're, if we're talking about healing karmic debts without dragging them from one incarnation to the other it is advisable to work with the backside of the chakra as well hmm. that's interesting but I the backside yeah. also doesn't have to mean that it's your past it could be your ancestral lineage so it could be your um your ancestral trauma hmm. but i i think i've also heard that like from the back you receive energy and the, from the front you give energy well, it, doesn't it make sense? Because um, if if your back is your past yeah. and your front is your future, you always receive energy from your ancestors. Like It's kind of like you grow from the roots. Your roots are your ancestors. Mm -hmm. You give to your uh, branches and you give to your fruit. That is going to happen in the front. Generally speaking, the back means the ancestors. The front means the children or the posterity. Mm. So from that standpoint, it is again yet another perspective of the same manifestation of energy yeah makes sense that's cool and yeah. uh, is there a difference between how men and women uh, perceive 
this chakra. Not when they perceive the truth. You know, meaning the type of energy, the frequency of energy that lives in the male bodies and the female bodies in their Anahata center is the same energy. Otherwise, what you would have been noticing is that the color of that chakra would be different between genders, which it's not, because the color equals the frequency, right? So the energy that that center receives is completely similar. Mm -hmm. Let's just say that men tend to have a harder time with a green chakra, and that and that is because green chakra is considered, you know, one one perspective that we can look, uh, we can take is that it's traditionally considered more of a feminine type chakra, mm -hmm. right? So out of the seven that you have, you have three feminine chakras and four masculine chakras, right? And from um, and and they alternate between one another. So you start at the root which is the masculine chakra. Then you move to sacral, orange, which is a feminine chakra. Then you move to yellow, which is a masculine. Green would be your feminine. Blue would be a masculine. Violet would be a feminine. White would be a masculine. So because green is a more feminine type energy, so now, of course, we need to also remember that the division of genders is very... It's a little bit of a one-dimensional concept because at the higher level, you know, e each of you have both types of energies. And in fact, to be truly healthy and to keep evolving, you need to have both feminine and masculine energies, the yin and the yang. And it's hard to be just one, or rather it's not even serving your evolutionary purpose, right? Mm -hmm. But still, despite you having both, men in this particular dimension have a harder time integrating feminine chakras and women have a harder time integrating and internalizing masculine chakras. Let's just say it's because those energies do not yet naturally come to that gender, mm -hmm. right? So women, for instance, if we look at the root chakra, right? It's all about survival. Sometimes red is about a revolution or fighting in the war or, you know, going hunting. Like for a woman to internalize that chakra, is a lot harder than for a man because for a man it just comes naturally same thing green comes a lot more naturally to women the reason being is because women give birth to children quite literally so they experience that connection of an, an energetic cord an umbilical cord between them and their child which is in essence actually a heart-to-heart -heart connection so innately because of their biology they are better suited to understand connection. Hmm. They're also the guardians of the relationship of humanity with nature, which is another very, very primary connection that humanity can and will experience. And so that is also very, very deeply rooted in them. For men, yes, they're also connected to their mothers, but because actually green is a lot about giving right so if you think about the, the energy of the green chakra it's a lot more about giving than it is about taking 
So as a mother, you are the donor of energy to your child, right? So mothers actually have to open up their heart chakra every time they have a child. It's impossible for a woman to have a child if they're not able to open that center at least a little bit. So they're donating their heart energy so that the child can sustain life. Men also experience that, but they experience that as a a taker, right? They're taking from their mama, Hmm. whatever their mother is giving them. So it's a little bit of a covert way of experiencing green. So they are familiar with that energy. In other words, they know when somebody loves them, but they're not yet inherently wired to give love in the same way that a woman is. And now, of course, there are many bad mothers and, you know, we can talk about broken connections all the time because there is an exception to every rule. But as a general rule, women have an easier time integrating the green center, right? Mm. So, for instance, in the tribal cultures, women would always be this connective glue uh, for tribal communities. You know, very often um, they would actually have, um, they would have all of these collective rituals, so some masculine rituals, you know, uh, could have been, could be very individualistic because men were still supposed to be leaders. You know, they kind of show the way they drive progress. Whereas women are more that connective tissue that holds communities together, which actually in essence is your green chakra in action. Right. Hmm. So again, women are more wired naturally to have evolved green centers, which is not to say that men cannot get there it's just a harder challenge yeah that makes sense (laughs) yeah okay and um i've also heard that kind of the way chakras rotate kind of depends on whether they're more masculine or feminine is it correct and why so and uh, what is the direction for the heart chakra so the the heart chakra is the giving so the uh it'll be forward looking energy mm-hmm. like uh it would be uh moving outside of your chest forward yeah um generally speaking the direction of chakras are clockwise in most people uh there are exceptions to every rule people who are lefties actually sometimes experience counterclockwise direction because their brains are switched like um most people you know they're led with the left side of their brain uh lefties are right are led with the right side of their brain right so depending on whether you if you're a righty if you write with your right hand you're gonna have a clockwise uh direction of your chakra rotation but it's almost like a very rudimentary way of understanding that so i don't want you to get stuck mm-hmm. with that actually a better way to think about the movement of the chakra especially if it is in a healthy state is that of vibration um how is how would i better explain that so the the chakra that's healthy it's vibrating so it's almost like a heartbeat you know it pulsates pulsates mm-hmm. is the right word yeah so it's uh, pulsating so becoming a little brighter a little dimmer a little brighter a little dimmer and it's almost like a like a star you know like a a source of light Mm -hmm. that is what a healthy chakra does Uh, the reason i'm saying that is when you actually you would notice right um and you can 
double check that um, as I'm telling you, you can close your eyes and imagine this and you're going to be able to see exactly what I'm telling you. So take your heart center and start rotating it clockwise if you're righty and counterclockwise if you're lefty. Then go faster and faster and faster. Now go as fast as you possibly can. And do you see that when you go very, very fast, pulsating actually happens naturally. Mm-hmm. This pulsation is a byproduct of that high chakra rotating with a very high frequency. It is the end game. Right. So you could be rotating your chakra in the right direction and still not get it to the pulsating vibration because you're not going fast enough. So I find that focusing on the pulsation of the chakra, you would be able to best activate it and bring it to the most optimal state. Hmm. But in this case, how do you start with pulsation? Because you have to kind of rotate it as fast as possible, but uh, like, does it matter? It, you don't have to start with side. rotation. I just wanted to show you the natural progression of that yeah. movement uh, right. and like the end game of that movement. You can start with a pulsation movement right away. Oh, without rotation. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's interesting. And then pulsate it as fast as possible. No. It doesn't have to be as fast as possible. Um, you know, you would it would pulsate in whatever at whatever speed that is most natural to your chakra. Oh. Because pulsation already means very fast vibration. Oh. Or like optimal vibration. So you don't need to <laughs> have have it pulsate so crazy fast that you're not even able to see that movement. Yeah. And um, in this case, how would you? imagine uh or how would you see the uh, heart chakra like kind of its color and it's so uh, every every chakra is is a sphere um i mean some people call it you know um like a funnel for me i don't or like two funnels connected to each other kind of like an upside down pyramid and downside up pyramid um i find that to be almost too literal and not necessarily helpful Mm-hmm. Um, I think just looking at chakras as you know, vibrating, pulsating globules slash spheres of energy is the most optimal way of looking at it because a sphere is a perfect form that contains all other shapes in it. So it's like an all-encompassing sacred geometrical form. Um, so, you know, a healthy green chakra with a third dimensional human would be emerald green now there are different um shades to emerald uh but basically depending on you know it can be a little muddier it could be deeper it could be lighter there is no right or wrong answer yours is going to be different right um but emerald as a color right it's this vibrant green it's almost like this sparkly green that is what you need to strive for as opposed to something that looks like swampy green or khaki green. You know, all of those greens are actually more muddied, uh, muddied and diluted energies. So if your green is very dark or too deep, you almost want to cleanse it because uh, that means that there's something in the way of that pure energy. Mm-hmm. And the way you clean that is with white light. One one way of thinking about that is all of your feminine type chakras, think of them as a body of water. 
you know. So you can actually do like a little meditation slash energy exercise, you know, going from chakra to chakra, your masculine chakras are going to be like, like mountains or mountain chains. I know when I examine chakra by chakra and like when you get to the green, uh, what you want to do is imagine that as a body of water, um, green water, right? Like mm -hmm. a green body of water. Mm -hmm. um, you know, is it large? Is it small? you want to look at what kind of creatures live there uh you want to look at what kind of uh, shores does this or like banks does this uh, body of water have is it deep or shallow is it bright and crystal clear or is it muddy because that would tell you about you know a lot about your own green chakra and what could potentially be wrong with it and then if you need to do some cleanup work uh feel free to get busy like don't don't wait, right? If you feel like something is off about your particular body of water um, or your particular shade of green, you are the ultimate creator of your own space. So you can feel free to change anything about that space. Um, you can add the sun in there if that's missing the sun. You can add any beautiful animals or trees or anything else that you want. You can make the waters a lot more vibrant and a lot, you know, cooler or warmer whatever feels right to you so you know and that is like one way that you would tend to your inner garden um, and that is one way that you could have an even higher quality uh, of energy housed in that chakra because the energy that can enter through that temple and can be housed in that temple can only be as good as the temple itself hmm. right yeah. so dirty temples attract the same type of vibrating energy now it can still be the green spectrum just not the most purest vibrant green you can imagine clean temples attract very clean pure forms of the energy because like attracts like huh. so you want to always want to make sure that the grounds of you know the natural habitat of that chakra is very well cleansed you know it's tended to um and it's in its most optimal state yeah and um um, I think that also, like if you look at the pictures, how uh, on this planet uh, this chakra is kind of represented, it also shows 12 petals. Uh, 12 petals? Petals, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, what is the meaning and kind of how they came up with this concept? Well, the petals is really... Um, it's just a sig signifier of the vibrational frequency. So your lower chakras are vibrating slower, so they have less petals. Almost mm -hmm. like, think of it as less dimension. Yeah. 12 is kind of like this middle ground, um, again, that bridge. So all that is telling you is that it's vibrating three times faster than your red, which has four petals. Huh. And that's a... This, yeah, I mean, I mean that's the... pretty much the... It's like a, like a mathematical way to explain energy. Hmm. That is very understandable and that is very rudimentary and, you know, that is accessible to ev everybody. Got it. Okay. And um, what are the signs uh, that your heart chakra is out of alignment? I think the one that you already mentioned is this feeling of loneliness, for example. Yeah, feeling of loneliness. Um, feeling of sadness, potentially, also. Uh feeling of jealousy and envy mm -hmm. you know every time you feel like somebody else has something and you don't 
can only come from a place of being very separate from that person. Otherwise, you would never be able to feel that way, Mm -hmm. right? A feeling of abandonment, like somebody didn't want you or somebody left you all alone. Somebody left you to your own devices and feeling sorry for yourself in connection with that. Um, Again, like a a signifier of, um, of that. Yeah. Feeling like love is dangerous or love is pain uh, or love is not something that is safe, right? Mm. So that inability to give love freely. So people who hold love back um, and there are different forms of love. Praise actually is a form of love. Understanding is a form of love. Listening to someone is a form of love. If you're experiencing difficulty with any of the above, you're experiencing difficulty with giving love, right? Mm -hmm. Which actually means that you're not operating at your full potential of the green center. Now, looking at the collective, most people on this planet don't operate at the potential of the green center. Um, there's actually something I wanted to get to, uh, because I think that there is a very important meditation that I would love for everybody who is listening to this to partake in, because I think this is the number one most important meditation that you can do for yourself. Um, I'm almost like not afraid to say that in your lifetime, like if you get this right, a lot of things are going to start flowing in your favor. Hmm. So here's what I'm seeing. On the collective level, and of course, when I'm looking at the collective, it's almost like looking at the average. And nobody likes to think of themselves as average because everybody likes to think of of themselves as special. But here's just the reality. The reality is most people's heart chakras are completely not integrated yet, right? So humanity is just stepping onto the path of integrating the heart center. You know, humans feel disconnected from their own species, from their own family members, from nature that gave birth to them, and everything else in the collective. That is just the state of humanity. So on an energetic level, what I'm seeing is a very, very sad picture where a human does not have a heart. So human beings actually have a void in their chest area. You can think of it as this dark vortex of sorts, right? Um, You know, like dark matter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like things go in, but like they don't get out. Like it's like a place where things go to die. It's like each of you in your chest area is holding this massive black hole and nothing can fill it that's why there's so much loneliness there's so much like you know you're trying to fill it with alcohol and all of these other things and like you're not feeling like you're you're succeeding at the same time you know so basically what i'm saying is like the green chakras are nowhere to be seen they're not integrated in humanity right and that is the most important next step to take if we're, if we're trying to make things better, if we're trying to fix it, if we're trying to get to the next st- stage. 
So here's what I'd like you to do. First things first, as you get into meditation, you want to understand where is your green chakra. So imagine yourself somewhere in the fields or in the forest or some type of natural landscape that feels most natural to you. You can think of it as your happy place or just any place that feels near and dear. And what you want to do is you want to find a place where you hid your green chakra. Green chakra, as a symbol, could be represented by a large emerald crystal, right? So you as a human have tugged your green emerald somewhere. Like you hid it so that one day when you're ready, you can find it. So you tucked it away so nobody can have it, nobody could steal it. But humanity wasn't ready to integrate that chakra yet. So it's almost like you saved it until you were ready. Now is the time to take it back. So you want to go on a quest, you know, in a meditation, looking for that green emerald. You know, you can ask for guidance. And different people would have it tucked away in different places. Some people might find it, you know, underground in a little cave. And it'll be in this like beautiful underground lake kind of just emerging from the water. Some people would, um, you know, have to ask their animal friend or like their bird friend to fetch their beautiful emerald from wherever they hid it, right? Like the answers are really, really different. So you could wander around, just look for this crystal, or you can ask for assistance from your guides or your angels or unicorns or dragons, whatever you believe in, doesn't really matter. You just want to be reunited with that crystal, right? And so, you know, whenever that crystal emerges and gets reunited by you, you want to take it in both of your hands and you want to place it right in the middle of this black hole that you have in your chest area, right? And you will notice it'll fit perfectly. And one thing that's going to start happening, once you return your beautiful heart into your chest area, is the, like the, your body is going to start organizing itself around this beautiful crystal, right? So you would notice how, you know, like, things shift in your chest area. It's almost like there was a wound. And now the thing that could heal the wound is back inside of your body. So you want to integrate it. You want to place it in a way that this wound can heal, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to bring that energy back. And you want to see, you know, the the like the bloody wound, kind of like the blood disappear and like, everything kind of like come back to normal and heal and like become its perfect self. And so technically in essence, what what you should be on an energetic level is a human with a beautiful, beautiful green crystal protruding from your chest Mm -hmm. instead of the black hole, which is what you are today, right? Yeah. So first things first is claiming that energy. And then what you can imagine is that as you raise your gaze towards the sky, what you see there is a green sun with the most beautiful radiant energy, um, emerald type energy. 
and then you want to build a connection with the sun so you want to build like a little cord that would connect you to this beautiful emerald sun which is the source of all of the love in the universe the source of all of the connection in the universe the source of all forgiveness all compassion all of belonging all of understanding the listening and the seeing and the hearing and then you want that beautiful light to charge your crystal with as much energy as your crystal needs as much energy as your crystal can take so that every facet of that beautiful emerald starts emanating precious green light and starts sparkling in and of itself and then when you're fully charged what you would notice is as you walk around in your own personal secret garden there is this beautiful green emerald color emanating from your chest and what you would notice is things start growing from it like you would literally be walking and then you would see like little flowers growing on the side of the road and like little bunnies start leaping and like birds start chirping because this is the 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 energy of life this is the energy of you know giving this is the energy of connection and so it would attract things that you know it would attract connection to your life mm-hmm. you know it would actually if integrated properly would cure you from feeling lonely because the feeling of loneliness if we go back to the beginning of this episode is you feeling the void humanity feeling the black hole is the feeling of loneliness if you hadn't stepped on this bridge you wouldn't be feeling loneliness because before stepping on the bridge there is no black hole that's trying to be filled there's just literally just nothing in the chest area Hmm. it's chest that's it. it has no wound in it as soon as you step onto that green bridge it creates a black hole in your heart that must be filled. And the only thing that can fill it is your love and the universal love slash the emerald. So I strongly recommend that you do this meditation. This is a very strong meditation. All you really need to do that, you know, you only really need to do that once in your life to activate it. And then, you know, establishing that connection with the beautiful emerald sun you know, it is going to be a gift that keeps on giving. Hmm, that's interesting. And um, after that, is there anything you can do? I, I assume that after that, your heart is going to be open, right? But well, not necessarily. Degree, It'll, it's right? activated. It's an activation meditation. Oh. Being activated and being open are very different things. Because then we start getting into trauma. And one thing that is very, like very often happens with the green center, it's, it's the center with the thickest, biggest walls I have seen of any chakra. It's, it's almost like it's an impenetrable fortress and you don't want anybody going in or coming out. Yeah. That's a whole other situation, right? The reason there is this fortress is it's like the heart center protecting itself from pain. The one way to f- like make sure that you're protected from pain is to build walls that nobody can penetrate. Right. So in order to have that center open, in essence, you have to be open to feeling 
all of it, the full range of emotion, including the bad ones. Mm. That's why it's so hard for humanity because humanity only wants things easy and only wants nice things and desirable things. And ideally they would never have the hard things and they would never have the shadows and they would never have to deal with that or work through that. But that doesn't work that way. It comes with the territory. To get something great, you have to go through the pain. Literally, like think of it as green is the bridge and underneath there is a river of pain. And only the brave ones that endeavor to cross are the ones that are going to be rewarded at the end. So there is no other way. There is no way to the other side unless it is through pain. Hmm. So you're going to get your lessons no matter what. And so you might as well just open up the fortress, open up the gate, allow things to float in and out, give freely and receive freely, all of it. That is actually what it means to be in the flow. The flow, as well as abundance, a lot of it lives in the green chakra. Hmm. because abundance equals universal love being in the flow is being in the balanced green center allowing to give without worrying like you're not going to have enough and receive without taking too much hmm. that's interesting that is being in the flow yeah and how would you open this fortress uh because some people have very kind of thick walls. Well, quite literally, you imagine that fortress. Uh -huh. You imagine what it looks like. You imagine how thick the walls are. And then you see, like, is there, a, you know, a drawbridge? Is there, like, a, a, a gate? What is it? What does it look like? And then you open it. And then some people, like, have this, like, either actually don't have a gate or don't have a door. And I suggest you build one because mm -hmm. it's your fortress, right? And again, like I'm not suggesting this is like all baby steps, like opening up your heart center could take multiple incarnations, right? Right. All you can do is get started on that path, right? Mastering a chakra for the species, the humanity species is going to take thousands upon thousands of years, not to scare you, maybe a hundred thousand. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean like, don't expect like everything is going to be fixed overnight. But you want to start opening all of those gates, open windows, you know, open as many things as you find in that fortress. And if you don't have anything to open, build it, create it. And I'm not suggesting that you completely remove the walls because I don't think it's very realistic. I don't think that should be a first step. The first step is let the bridge down, the drawbridge, open the gates, start allowing the flow. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and um, I've also heard that like pink color also corresponds to the heart chakra. That's fifth dimensional heart chakra. And uh, what, what does it mean? In the fifth dimension, you have both colors. Um, you have green, emerald green. And you have kind of this milky type pink. Yeah. Um, you can almost imagine that you have like the lower heart and the, the higher heart almost. Um, or like another way to think about it is like an emerald, green emerald, but it's encrusted 
in this like beautiful pink glow. Hmm. So as you keep evolving, uh, you know, your, your heart center evolves. Yeah. So your green kind of like starts a little bit with like lower dimensional type of connection and love. And by lower dimension, I don't mean worse. You cannot get to higher without going through lower. So lower dimensional heart is love for your family, love for your country, love for your species, love for the nature around you and the planet that you live on. This is all like lower dimensional love. Yeah. Higher dimensional love is universal love. Loving everything in the universe, taking everything in the universe as a part of yourself, hmm. which is almost like too complex of an idea to grasp before you grasp all the lower dimensions of the heart. Hmm. Because how can you love the universe if you cannot love your own child? How can you love the universe if you're killing, you know, your like the people in your neighboring country and you're having a war or a nuclear attack? Yeah. Like you're not at that level yet. Humanity's not at that level yet. Some people are like there are great teachers that are currently incarnated on this planet and they, you know, their pink center is through the roof. Hmm. But that is not reality for most humans. Oh, got it. So there are people who have this kind of pink yes. chakra. Yeah. Yes. It's just very rare. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it. it just requires a, a higher, a highly evolved soul. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Okay. And um, last question is about the, um, I don't know, maybe kind of day-to-day -day rituals or practices that you can do to kind of um, support your heart chakra are there any um, yeah so you can wash it <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a weird and like ooh. but like since like we already just gave you this beautiful emerald crystal right yeah you can give it like a little shower almost like so you want to imagine it doesn't have to be a shower but like um, imagine that you have this beautiful bathtub or something filled with crystalline type emerald water mm -hmm. so you could take um like um some type of bowl and pour that water on on your chakra on the crystal of your chakra and just wash all the dirt and the debris wash away and then you can even take a silk silk cloth like a green beautiful silk cloth and then just like wipe wipe all of it off so kind of like almost like you want to polish it mm -hmm. what you would notice is if you did it properly it starts pulsating right away hmm. the pulsating green chakra is, is is what you want to have it's also very important to you know um life happens i'm sure you you're gonna start you know it's possible you would be experiencing pain or you know a certain uncertainty in the heart chakra you wouldn't feel connected or what have you right so um, this green emerald could start developing black clots, um, almost like like blood clots, right inside of it, which would prevent it from being its radiant self. So you want to make sure that you're working through the clots and removing that with uh, white light, so that there is no black clots, especially if you're going through something that's painful, mm -hmm. um, especially if you're you know heartbroken. Every time there's heartbreak, there's a lot of clots that get infiltrated in, into your beautiful crystal. 
So you want to make sure that you're working that energy out. And you will see it's actually a lot easier and, and quicker to deal with that type of trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually a lot of elementals that can help you with the green energy. Uh, the green heart energy is that of the connection with nature. So if you feel malnourished around like love, like if you feel like you're not able to give freely, it's probably because your chakra is depleted. So the daily rituals is be in nature as much as possible around greenery. Um, so that in particular is what, what feeds a green chakra. So the foliage of the trees, the grass, you know, you want to make sure that you are around that energy and so that you want to allow to feed that energy. And I also recommend like little rituals of connection where, you know, you connect to a tree, for instance, or a flower or something that has greenery. The way you connect to something is by, you know, placing the palms of your hands to that object and like literally focusing on that object, right? Not you in relationship to that object, but focusing on that object. What is it about? What are its dreams and aspirations? How does it feel today? Does it need more water? Does it need more sustenance? Does it need more sun? Have you ever asked yourself that question? So truly understanding trees and understanding uh, flowers and petals and things like that could go a long way nurturing your green chakra and, you know, preventing you and in, in removing that feeling of loneliness. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of elemental creatures um are also really helpful with nurturing your green, specifically the elves um, and the pixies actually also. So um, they can lend uh, like their love and their energy to nurture yours. So in a meditation state, you can imagine like little pixies or, you know, forest fairies sometimes are called, um, you know, very particular kinds of fairies and elves that carry this green natural magic so if you feel like you don't have enough love in your heart or you're struggling with something or you're not your heart is not full you really can um, call up on them and ask them for assistance and the way that they would assist is they would put their little palms and they have actually really little like baby palms um, on on your crystal in your chest and they could nurture it with their own energy and fill up that crystal. So that's actually like a very interesting ritual uh, for you to do if you want to connect with the elemental uh, type energies. Mm-hmm. And uh, what are the benefits of establishing this connection with the nature, with your heart? Like, what would a person get from this relationship? Don't want to go on a tangent, but not being connected to nature is kind of like being both blind and deaf and yeah just like completely clueless for the rest of your life yeah basically connection to nature is the key and the first seed in not only the human awakening and the evolution of the human soul but also in tapping into magic that is still possible for this dimension despite its density so all of the things like walking on water that Jesus did, Jesus did, or turning water into wine, you know, which is actually the magic of uh, transformation, all of those types of things, or time travel, 
or you know traveling to like remote uh, planets etc etc or going to the past like all of that is possible um, telepathic communication teleportation all of these things are not fairy tales they're possible they are and can be activated within the human genome and the key to all of that is connectedness to nature huh. it doesn't mean that humanity is going to go back to tribal culture because your understanding of tribal cu culture is actually very very incorrect so of course you don't want to go back there because you perceive that as being too simplistic you know you perceive a lot of tribal cultures as being barbaric and not understanding anything but actually they possessed a lot more magic that you do today and you know you would not have to worry about food or sustenance or connection a day in your life if you only went back to nature and by going back to nature i don't necessarily mean that you have to give everything up that you have give up all your dreams and aspirations and forget about money and you know forget about success and going back to nature and kind of like living like a broke um bum that is not truly what going back to nature stands for going back to nature is relearning all the things that we gave up as humanity in trying to pursue this new shiny toy you can call it the american dream you can call it whatever you want but the things that humanity gave up are so bountiful that what you gained as a society is nothing compared to that we lost so much more so regaining that magic and that power of true and instant manifestation and all of the other things like always being fed always feeling loved always feeling supported always feeling connected that is all on the other end of tapping into the natural magic and connecting back to nature mm -hmm. and things like regaining your energy on the other side of connecting back to nature and it all starts with opening your heart chakra and connecting to the nature yeah we're gonna have a whole episode about that but um yes so you want to so the one way to connect with nature is you want to kind of imagine nature like if nature was a a being like a woman for instance because nature actually has a, a feminine spirit supporting it you want to establish a connection between her heart center and your heart center mm -hmm. you want to draw that cord between the two centers and you want to experience her you want to listen to her to what she has to say and boy has humanity wronged her boy has humanity betrayed her in so many ways than one like just look at how how she's being polluted and just all out of whack because humanity is in charge or believes that are, they, they are unshakable and believes they are king right um so but like building that connection that first seed of connection is the first step to rediscovering that and by the way something like that is going to run through generations so the connection that you establish is going to grow stronger with your children and their children and like the process of reconnecting back to nature might take generations but if you don't start that doesn't like that seed is never going to get planted that connection is never going to start growing got it okay that's awesome i think we're going to have another episode just about this 
And uh, now I'm going to end our session. I'm very grateful for the information you provided us today. I'm asking the higher self to visit to where it belongs with much love and much thanks for the information it has been given Maria today. I know our listeners are really going to appreciate it. Now I want all the consciousness and personality of Maria to once again return and fully integrate back into the body completely.